0: What's happening everyone, there's a killer UFC fight card this weekend, it's a pay-per-view so I thought I'd take some time to uh, to inform you about some of the fights, if um, if you don't already know what's going on, if you're an MMA fan and you've perhaps been sleeping under a rock. So uh, it's UFC 251, it's on Fight Island, uh, Yaz Island in Abu Dhabi to be more specific. Now some of us all obviously thought Fight Island was a, was a bit of a rumour but it, it's the UFC's way of kind of collating international fighters and being able to put pitch people against each other. I've been watching the embedded vlogs and there's some some pretty cool footage of them all getting privately flown to to Abu Dhabi and uh, some very expensive planes, so more power to them. I I guess it's it's probably the only option they made of the way of pulling together international fighters due to the obvious COVID crisis going on, but... The card top to bottom is pretty great. There's some wicked fights on the prelims, so make sure you have a look at them. I think David Grant sorry, is on the early, early prelims. He's from Sunderland, so good for him to get out into Abu Dhabi and uh, get a scrap in there. It wouldn't surprise me if this is somewhere that they just kind of keep us a stable and somewhere to put their international fights at all times. I mean, I'm sure it costs them a fortune, but the United Arab Emirates, have, for a long time, have tried to buy an ownership share in the UFC because they've always wanted fights there. Someone initially... Ashik was trying to pay to have Khabib, the the and Tony Ferguson fight in Abu Dhabi and only him and like ten of his mates would be able to watch it. He wanted to like effectively pay the UFC the amount of the gate that it would be so they have like this one private fight th- party, I guess, um, which is which is pretty mega. Obviously it didn't it didn't happen, the UFC wanted the crowd to be there. And then the fight fell through anyway, but yeah, that that's that's the type of money that's flowing in Abu Dhabi as I'm sure you're all aware, so wouldn't be surprised if they put all this infrastructure in and spent all this time building this kind of facility, custom facility for the UFC. If Fight Island might be here to stay, it'd be wicked to uh, to go one day for, if we if we get the chance if once we can kind of hang out in public again, or at least from further than two meters apart. Not that anyone's been obeying that in pubs, judging by the the footage I've seen. I'm sure some people have. I haven't bothered going to the pub, but anyway, I'm not fucking getting into that. The first title fight we've got is between Petey and Jose Aldo. Jose Aldo lost his last fight against Marlon Marias Now, everybody, Dana White included, said that he thought that Jose Aldo beat Marlon Moraes. I did, but I didn't think it was unbelievable, like a, a washout. I thought it was a, I thought it was a great fight. I did think Jose Aldo beat Marais. Um but it's the first time that I think I've seen the UFC kind of take that and action that, and then just kind of like scrub it and go. Fuck it, he's the next title contender anyway. But here we are. So, yeah, Jose Aldo's fighting, fighting Petty Ann. Petty Ann's a beast. Um, it was kind of obvious that he would get a, the next kind of bantamweight title shot, whether or not Cejudo had retired or, or not. He obviously, he, he did once he beat Dominic Cruz, so the, the title's vacant. So this is for the bantamweight title. And you can but up- think whoever wins this will fight Aljamain Sterling. Um, or potentially Cody Garbrandt. You know, they were both on that. On that amazing card, and both had amazing wins. And you kind of thought, I, I initially said that it might be one of those two that fights peter Yan for this title. But they've got my Jose Aldo, I mean, he's a beast, you've got to give him props, you know, the featherweight champion for an you know, ungodly amount of time until he got this one by Conor McGregor. Um, and then he, he never quite found his groove, you know, Holloway pieced him up. Holloway was much bigger, and it seems like Bantamweight's a much better fit for him. and um, he's still he's still young, Aldo, he's still obviously he's he's got it in him to win, so I think it'd be a really, really, really good stand up fight. They've both got power. Jose Aldo's been leaning the way for hasn't thrown any leg kicks for a long time now, so it'd be interesting to see what he kinda of pulls out of the bag and, and, and how he picks apart Petty fighting. You know, Petty Yan spends his camps in um in Phuket in Thailand. So it's going to be like a stand up battle. I can't see this going to the ground. I think it'll be an absolute bomb burn. I think it'll be a great fight. So, super excited for that. So that's the third fight. This could be a headline fight, obviously, on, on any card, but they're making a big deal out of it. They're on Fight Island for the first time. So, um, it should be should be a banger. Wouldn't surprise me if it went the distance, but equally, I think if anyone's going to knock anybody out, it might be Petty Yan, unless Aldo stops him with leg kicks. But, you know, if you're training in Thailand that often for, for your full fight camps, I can't see him really losing by a leg kick just based on, on you know where tie kicks came from and he's it, going to be used to them so uh, so we'll see having said that Aldo's got a wicked left hook as well so anything can happen but two scrappy your Bantamweight I think it'd be be wicked and then whoever you know wins that possibly fight Sterling or, or Cody Garbrandt or they might fight each other weight looks amazing at the minute so Definitely want to watch. I, I don't know don't know why I say who does well. I don't know why I say who does the away, but there's some killer matchups for him there, so it wouldn't surprise me if he tried to come back and, and regain the title. Next up, we've got Alexander Volkanovski versus Max Holloway for the featherweight title. Now this is Volkanovski's first title defense since previously beating Holloway um, in a fight that you know everybody was kind of on the blessed express. I, I had Holloway down to win. Um, I didn't see how how Volkanovski could beat him. I just thought his stand up was too too technical too good and he was too long but um you know Volkanovski absolutely brought it he threw a lot of leg kicks um which obviously hurt there's been some contention this week between the two about Holloway just saying that they didn't hurt and they were just scoring points and that's how he effectively won the fight but he kind of just he just put the pressure on Holloway and and, and walked him down and it didn't feel like Holloway could really get going perhaps until the fifth round so it'd be Be cool to see how how this plays out. Obviously Holloway is going to want to get his title back. He was the featherweight king for however long. He's phenomenal and will go down as one of the all-time featherweight champs. It's like him and Jose Aldo for me. I read that Volkanovski actually asked for this fight, so I think he wants to kind of really put an exclamation mark on it and get Holloway out of the conversation. So it's tradition that once a champ has been so dominant for so long that they often get not an instant rematch, but a rematch further down the line of... Um, And that might be the next fight. So you often have to fight the same guy twice in a row if if they're a really dominant champion to kind of prove that you are the the hot shit and you are better than them. And that's what Volkanovski is here to do. I think Holloway will have attempted to fix any holes in his game if he saw that there was any holes in his game from the last fight or at least block some leg kicks. Um, And then perhaps maybe move more, get on his bike more. Volkanovski is a big, strong featherweight. Rogan and everybody goes on about the fact that he used to be 260 pounds, which is heavyweight. And... He, you know, he used to be this massive, massive rugby player. So he's, he's cut all the way. He's now like he's trim and shredded, but he's still got a lot of power in his legs. Are like tree trunks. So uh, again, I th- this this is a totally totally the way fight for me. If Holloway hasn't learned, Volkanov- Volkanovsky sticks to what he's good at. He's just going to do the same again, and he'll he'll, he'll 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 point him and he'll beat him. He could could even knock him out if Holloway gets sloppy. You know, Holloway has took some big big punches over his time. He's had some absolute bar burners taken a lot of punishment. I'm sure he's taken the right precautions and saved plenty of time off but the chin only lasts so long so it's a very real possibility that he could get dropped by Volkanovski in this. However the man's a machine, he could he could very, very easily get on his bike, use his distance and, and pick him apart and do go back to what Holloway does best and really, really Kind of just once he gets in his rhythm and in his time and just just pick him apart and it, it's kind of the ball's down kind of in Volkanovsky's court he's got everything to lose at the minute he's, he's got to keep his pressure going and stop holloway from being able to do that so it should be a really interesting technical battle see how that pans out so headline fight of the night we've got kamaru usman versus jorge masvidal up until a week ago we had gilbert burns fighting for the title but unfortunately he's tested positive for covid19 Seems he- fairly healthy, I-, I imagine his immune system's amazing, athletes often are, so fingers crossed that he makes a full recovery and comes back. Obviously, he-, he got the title fight off the strength of his absolute domination over Tyron Woodley, something which Kamara Usman managed to do as well. He then absolutely decimated Colby Covington, something that we thought might have a lot more wrestling in it, but the fight itself was a completely stand-up kickboxing match. Him and Colby Covington... Still, I imagine hate each other. They wanted to kick the shit out of each other, and they did that for five rounds. But Usman topped out. Usman was a much better fighter on the night. It was it was a it was a phenomenal fight, phenomenal performance. A lot of people thought that Jorge Masvidal might be next in line. Anyway, he was in contract negotiations with the UFC. He was saying they wouldn't pay him enough to take the fight against Usman. And he was complaining because, it, you know, allegedly it was because Usman's less of a draw than Masvidal. Masvidal wanted more money and fair play to the lad. He's definitely, definitely worth it. Now, with Gilbert Burns dropping out, who was definitely a worthy title contender, but you he couldn't help but feel for Masvidal being stepped over. when He's now in a position to, to fight for the title. So you can only hope that he managed to renegotiate his contract because he was effectively the UFC's only chance of saving the fight. So here we are. It's the fight that I kind of wanted, and many other MMA fans in the world wanted anyway. Um, not that I would have minded watching Gilbert Burns versus Usman. I think Gilbert Burns could do a one more fight before he takes on Usman, but we'll see. So yeah, so here we are. Jorge Masvidal versus Kamaru Usman. It's on a week's notice, so he's going to have effectively he won't have had a full training camp. We know he likes to party. I think he said he was drinking beer somewhere when he when he got the call asking if he wants to fight. He is a dog, he is a backyard fighter. He will fight anyone at anywhere at any time, but it's whether or not his body is going to be in the correct shape for him to, to fight to how he wants to fight. It's obviously going to have an effect on him, so we'll see, I hope his cardio is ready. You know, Kamaro Usman is an absolute beast, and he'll have been training for a long time for this fight, so his cardio is going to be there, he's going to be ready, and it, it, it's going to be a tough fight for Masvidal. Having said that, Masvidal got some amazing, amazing power. He beat Darren Till, beat Nate Diaz. That flying knee against Ben Aspin, like Jesus Christ, he's he's had a bit of a renaissance and he's he's now right up there in title contention. So I wish he could have had a full camp. But having said that, it's not unlike Jorge Masvidal to rise to these occasions. I think I think he's an amazing fighter. He's the type of MMA fighter that MMA fans that talk shit and eat Doritos on the couch love to think that they'd like to be. Um because he's a Maverick. You know, he, like I say, he's an old school backyard fighter, but he's he's got this he's got a new school skill set. His boxing really good. His wrestling's phenomenal, but I don't think it's as good as Kamaru Usman's. He's got good jujitsu too. He can submit people, so it'd be really interesting to see how it plays out. If it where I think he might have the advantages is the boxing, and I think Usman might get sick of kind of getting pieced up. He's obviously a phenomenal kickboxer as well, but I think the difference is will be evident in the boxing, and I think Masvidal's got the advantage there, so you're going to see Kamaru Usman then try and grind it out, and he's going to try and take him down. Even if he doesn't take him down, he's going to push him up against the fence, make him wear his weight, make him wear his weight, elbows, knees, everything, just just grind, 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 push, 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 take him down, smother him, and try and smash him while he's on the floor. We'll see what happens, but I'm rooting for Masvidal, just because I I love him as a fighter, and nothing against Kamaru Usman, but... It'll just be one of those amazing stories where somebody comes in on six days' notice, complete underdog. He's had this backwards battle with the UFC going on for, for some time. It should have been his title shot anyway, and now here's his chance on six days. I hope he makes the way. I'm recording this on Thursday, so it's before the weigh-ins on, on Friday, but I'm sure he will. He's a professional, and they've got the whole UFC performance institute kind of there and guiding them, making sure he's eating right. So um, so yeah, Masvidal by knockout, but I, I think more realistically, it's going to be... Kamaru Usman by a decision. And we'll see what happens. Either way after that, I'd love to see Masvidal then fight Colby Covington. I think if Masvidal loses, then he'll fight Colby Covington. If if he beats him, anything's there. It could be nice to see him versus Gilbert Burns and see what happens there. And Yeah, we'll see what happens. But phenomenal fight. It's your headline fight. It's going to be great. The other thing that that everybody's kind of been mentioning, if Masvidal does pull it off, then he's effectively taking down Usman's six-year, 15-fight winning streak in his first he won his first professional fight, and then he lost his, his next one, I think, or the other way around or he lost his first fight. Either way, he's snapping a fifteen fight win streak, so which is crazy, you know, if, if Master does pull it off. It's just another thing to kind of add to his insane checklist of, of ridiculous accomplishments that he's done. But it's gonna be tough. And I think if he does it, he might have to knock him out and that's that's no easy task. So I think decision-wise, if, if it plays out of five rounds, it's just wins all day because the pressure looks unbelievable. We'll see what happens with that. So yeah, that's USC 251. It's on Saturday night, Fight Island. It'll be on early hours of the morning again. Imagine be, to sync up with America's pay-per-view times. All the fighters were saying that they, like, they're staying up all night because they're effectively some of them going to be fighting at half seven in the morning. However, at the reasonable time on Saturday night, it's the next Polaris Professional Jiu-Jitsu Invitational. It's an eight-man tournament. With uh, a ton of Jiu-Jitsu guys for, based in the UK for obvious reasons, uh, but it, there's like ten thousand dollars up for grabs. Polaris always put together a wicked, wicked professional tournament. It looks slick, it feels slick, and the the matches are second to none. So it should be really, really good. Tom Brees is on there, you know, obviously current UFC fighter. Ross Nichols is on there. Freddie Bosco on. There's some beasts going head to head for that ten thousand dollars. So that's at seven pm, I think the main card will kick off. There is some super fights on there as well. So make sure you check that out, um, and I hope they have a successful event. I've done a lot of work with the Polaris guys in the past, and it's 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 been amazing, so fingers crossed for them. Check out com. The last batch of T-shirts should be with us probably by the end of this week, I think. Uh, so they'll land on my doorstep. I'll get them packaged and out and, and out to you guys as soon as I can. Thank you, everybody, that ordered. They, uh, they're going to look amazing. I'm really excited for you all to see them. So, yeah, they'll be with us soon. Thank you for being patient with that. Again, lead times are just all over the shop because of COVID, but... Uh, I'd like to think I set that out and everybody knew that at the start. So again, thanks for your patience and thanks for your trust with them. Uh, I can't wait to see them and get them out into the world. After that, I've got the next designs ready so I'll drop the the designs as well. Some uh, some cool summer, summer vibes on them. So I hope you like them. They'll, they'll, yeah. By the end of July, definitely they'll be on their website. So keep your eyes peeled on richegit2.com. Subscribe to the mailing list if you want more info on there because I'll keep dropping information about when I'm shipping stuff out and when the new lot of t-shirts will get dropped as well. Also, I've written a book about my time in a band called Wraiths. We toured extensively for about two years, and there's some funny stories there that I wanted to write down. And when I wrote it down, I thought, Fuck it, I'll put them out as a book." So that's available to pre-order now as an ebook from Amazon. It's out on the first of August. I'm going to do some paperbacks as well with some exclusive artwork, hopefully, and, and sign some things. So if you're into, if you if, if you're more a paperback guy, I mean, it won't be big. You know, it's it's a collection of short two stories, effectively, then. Um, yeah, there will be some paperbacks available. If you're an ebook book kind of guy and you want to download it, it's available for much cheaper at the minute until the 1st of August. So I'll put load of links below, but have a look at that. It's called Vagabonds. Um, and it's pretty terrifying kind of putting out all these stories about yourself. You know, my, my, my parents are buzzing and they're really excited to read it. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know how much you're going to approve of some of the stuff in there, but it is what it is. It happened and it was something I thought was funny. So um, if you want to read about kind of what happens when you're on tour with a bunch of lads and you've got no money, then, uh, find out so and uh, last thing oh yeah. So the band that i mentioned that kind of formed most of the stories wraiths and um, some of the guys have been working on some tracks themselves over lockdown they've just posted a single out today so check out wraiths facebook again i'll link it below and if you're into death metal they've got some cool stuff coming up so wicked all right thanks everyone enjoy the fights. see you soon